Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. I have for you today something unusual. Raymond Leo Cardinal Burke rarely issues public letters or statements, but he did so recently, and I have it for you today. In a time when we are being told by the forces of Moloch in the world and those in the secular realm who allegedly oppose them to put our trust for peace, freedom, and security in them, regardless of whichever flavor of secular ruler we're talking about, Cardinal Burke reminds us not to fall for the diabolical temptations they offer and to seek peace and solace in Christ alone. It's not only an overtly Catholic topic, but there are subtleties in it as well. Recently, Francis said at his audience things like, God will save everyone. They, I mean, he was speaking particularly about the Pastor Jimmy Martin issue, which is fascinating to say the least, and that everyone should have the freedom to practice their theology in peace, neither of which are Catholic positions in the slightest. In some ways, this is a subtle rebuke of those statements that are made without rocking the boat, which is Cardinal Burke's style. I have my differences of opinion with Cardinal Burke on numerous topics, ranging from the hermeneutic of continuity and his strict adherence to it, to the status of the SSPX, and frankly, I'd really like to see him issue that follow-up to the dubia that we've been promised four years ago. Where is that follow-up to the dubia? Please, Cardinal Burke, if you, or if you or someone near you is hearing this, where is that promised follow-up that we never got? But it is letters like this from Cardinal Burke that remind me that he is still one of the better bishops, regardless of those things. And yes, I know, there are many, many issues there. But when you hear this letter, you'll, I think you'll understand. Anyway, his letter follows, with some thoughts from me after it. I hope you find this useful. Now the letter of Cardinal Raymond Leo Burke, entitled Purity of Heart. Praise be Jesus Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, our daily life in our Lord Jesus Christ is a difficult struggle between pursuit of the true happiness he freely offers to us and beguilement by the false happiness marketed to us at the cost of our freedom by a world burdened with the effects of original sin. The Sacred Heart of Jesus assures us daily that only the unceasing and immeasurable love flowing from his glorious, pierced heart into our hearts brings us joy in this life, saves us from sin, and leads us safely to our true destiny, eternal life, the fullness of joy and peace in his company forever. Yet remaining heirs of the sin of our first parents, heirs of a fallen nature, we suffer the constant temptation to close our hearts, refusing to accept the saving love, flowing from his glorious sacred heart. When we give way to the temptation, we commit an offense which has been repeated by the children of God in every age. We read in sacred scripture our Lord's lament over our sinfulness. Forty years long was I offended with that generation, and I said, These always err in heart, and these men have not known my ways, so I swore in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. See Psalm 95 and the letter to the Hebrews. The reproaches, the improperia, chanted during the liturgy of our Lord's Passion on Good Friday, reflect in a particularly striking manner our prideful and ungrateful rebellion before the pure and selfless love of God, embodied in the passion, death, resurrection, and ascension of God the Son incarnate, our Lord Jesus Christ. We recall the words of our Lord to St. Margaret Mary when he showed her his sacred heart. Behold this heart which has so loved men that it has spared nothing, even to consuming itself to witness its love. 
and in return I receive from most of them only ingratitude from their irreverence and their sacrileges, and by the coldness and contempt they have for me in this sacred sacrament of love, the most blessed sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. See the vision St. Margaret Mary Alacoque had of our Lord in June of 1675. The poisonous and ultimately lethal error of closing our human heart to the sacred heart of our Lord, to his unceasing and immeasurable outpouring of love, leads us to a search for happiness in places where it can never be found. It leads us to abandon holiness of life in Christ, the sure way to happiness, in order to pursue our fulfillment in unholy places, places in which we are robbed of our freedom and eventually destroyed. Contemporary culture marked so heavily by these dependencies on various material controlled things, including abuse of authority and power and uh, sexual promiscuity and so forth, manifests the deadly poisonous fruit of our abandonment of the Lord and his way of blessedness. A supposed happiness which is totally severed from the source of divine love is no happiness at all. It is the beguilement of Satan, who, as our Lord himself teaches us, is a, quote, murderer from the beginning and the father of lies. See John chapter 8, verse 44. The allurement to abandon our Lord and his way can only harm us. Indeed, it is diabolical. A society which rebels against God's plan for the world and for us, claiming to provide for us security and peace apart from divine law, offers us only unhappiness and violence. It is anti-life and anti-marriage and anti-family, refusing to honor the inviolable dignity of innocent and defenseless human life, the integrity of its cradle and marriage and the family it forms. The father of lies is, above all, seductive. He appears in many appealing guises. He uses attractive language, which is in fact duplicitous. If we are so foolish as to let ourselves be guiled by his false glamour, we will find no peace, no happiness. His agents, who are themselves without peace and joy, are constantly sowing the seeds of confusion and error in the natural desire for happiness that God has placed in the human heart in order to draw all people to himself. See the Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 1718. St. Augustine of Hippo, a man well familiar with the deadly results of following the erroneous ways of the world, addressed these words to our Lord at the beginning of his confessions. You move us to delight in praising you, for you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. It is necessary for us, as our Lord teaches us, to keep our minds and hearts attentive to confusion and error. Let your loins be girded and your lamps burning, and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the marriage feast, so that they may open to him at once when he comes back and knocks. See Luke chapter 12, verses 35 to 36. The good order that God has placed in the human heart uncovers for us our call to happiness, to a life of blessedness or beatitude. This happiness or beatitude is fully revealed to us in the redemptive incarnation of God the Son, in Jesus Christ, who teaches us the reality of our daily calling to conversion of life in him, to the narrow way. See Matthew chapter 7 which leads us unfailingly to the fullness of blessedness at the end of our earthly pilgrimage. The narrow way in no respect diminishes our nature or limits our freedom. It rather permits our nature to express its fullness, procuring for us freedom and peace, leading us to our eternal destiny, our lasting home with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In heaven, in the company of the angels and all the saints, Christ alone is the way, the truth, and the life. See John chapter 14. We only find peace by living in Christ. Christ alone gives us peace. See also John chapter 14. During our earthly pilgrimage, a foretaste of the perfect peace of our home with him in heaven, the blood and water which flows from his glorious pierced heart into our hearts above all through the sacraments purifies us of all that is false, hateful, and deadly. See John chapter 19. 
It animates us with divine truth and love, so that, as our Lord promised, rivers of living water will flow from our hearts. See John chapter 7, as a blessing for others in the world. Our Lord summarized his entire teaching, his way, in the Sermon on the Mount, and above all, in the Beatitudes. See Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 12, and the Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 1716. He taught us what it means to engage daily the struggle of living in God, so as to share with him eternal glory. Each beatitude helps us to seek God above all else, and thereby to think, speak, and act in a way that rejects the false promises of the world, that prom that l limits always more the misery of the cultural situation in our day. A situation marked by the deepest confusion and error about the most fundamental truths of the moral law and of our faith, a confusion and error which manifests itself in the corruption of the Christian life. How timely are the inspired works of the psalmist? These always err in, in heart. See Psalm 95. The life of the Beatitudes purifies our heart of rebellious attitudes, thoughts, and actions. At their core is the declaration and promise. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. By means of a pure heart, we give our hearts completely into the heart of God, which became flesh in the sacred heart of Jesus. By means of a pure heart, that is a heart completely united to the glorious, pierced heart of Jesus. We find true happiness and peace. By means of a pure heart, we rest our hearts in the heart of Jesus so that we can be purified of the sins of pride and rebellion and can be fortified with his pure and selfless love. We see the model of union of heart with the heart of Jesus in the Immaculate Heart of Mary. In her maternal love, she is constantly leading us in the way of total conformity of heart with the heart of her divine son. Do whatever he tells you. See John chapter 2. St. Joseph, with paternal care for us, especially for our holy death, shows us the purity and justice of one who would serve Christ alone. He is ever ready to intercede for us in times of great trial and temptation, so that we remain in the truth and love of Christ. Even the pagan Pharaoh, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, commanded the people in their time of distress. Go to Joseph, what he says to you, do. See Genesis chapter 41. Patriarch Joseph foreshadowed the mission and vocation of St. Joseph, foster father of Jesus and the true spouse of the Virgin Mary. Thus, too, we follow the command, go to Joseph, ite ad Yosef. In my newsletter, which will be published in the first week of February, I wish to explore more deeply the meaning of being pure in heart as the church prepares to enter the season of Lent, the season of strong grace for the conversion of our lives. Imploring our Lord through the intercession of Our Lady of Guadalupe to bless you, your homes, and families, in all your labors I remain, yours in the sacred heart of Jesus, in the immaculate heart of Mary, and in the purest heart of St. Joseph. Signed, Raymond Leo Cardinal Burke. Curious what you think of this. This is a very, almost a very Sunday-like sermon from him. You know, his focus here on the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary, and how our peace is in Christ. Of course, how many of us actually hear homilies like this on Sunday? But also notice there are some subtleties here. He is digging at the world, which, you know, is a pro absolutely appropriate for a bishop of the church to do. But he's doing so at a time when our, you know, the, the alleged supreme pontiff is telling us to cozy up to the world. And he's telling us what happens when we do that, that there is, that it is diabolical to do that. And the inspiration to do such is, in fact, diabolical that only true freedom comes in Christ Jesus. There's something to consider here. Yes, I do have my personal differences of opinion on some rather critical things with Cardinal Burke, but when you see letters like this, you can only rejoice. I wish more bishops spoke like this.
if the majority of bishops were actually like this, and if the majority of priests were actually like this, then myself and people like me would be out of a job. So, and it would make me happy to do so. Remember, as we do journey towards Lent, that we need to seek our solace and our freedom and all the rest in the sacred heart of our Lord. I will bring his letter to you that will happen in the first week of February. It is something that I look forward to. But let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.